Welcome back to another week of Dubai Works Business Podcast, episode 100 and something, 17, 18, I'm not sure, so many are now, but we're joined with another founder, CEO, Kashif Bor. Uh, firstly, today's show is sponsored by Step Food X. Pe- people will be very familiar with Step conferences in the region. They've done many physical ones uh, in UAE and in Saudi Arabia, and lots of digital ones and virtual ones as well. FoodX is running on the 25th of uh, May. It's next week. It's the first time they've done this. Uh, food industry and food tech is exploding. Uh, and there's lots of entrepreneurs and lots of things to talk about. So uh, it's an industry-focused summit. You can find out how to attend. Tickets are really affordable. If you haven't attended a virtual summit yet, I would recommend before we all return to normality and real-world uh, events, Uh, get a ticket to Step Foodex, put in Smashy in it to get a 20% discount, and that will take place next week on the 25th, and we'll put some reminders of that up as well. So in today's episode, as I mentioned, we're joined by Kashif Bora, who has been in the automotive industry since the beginning of his career. He's worked in marketing with dubizzle.com, dubaicars.com, and also been a jo- journalist with yallamotor.com. With his passion, he founded 86 Club UAE, that's at 86 Club on social media. And during the pandemic, he decided to venture out into the world of startups and create Bisoji. So uh, I'll let him tell us about that company and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the pandemic and we'll talk about the automotive industry and uh, trends in that space. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for coming in. It's a pleasure. I'm really excited to be here and I love the intro. <laughs> so, I was quite surprised you mentioned the car club as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So can you just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about Bisoji? Sure. Uh, so Bisoji was created uh, initially as a completely different concept. The end goal was the same, but it was created uh, actually in June of 2020. So it's a COVID baby. And uh, Bisoji is, uh, initially we were supposed to be an online bargaining platform, but uh, we needed to ask people for a down payment or a deposit, security deposit, uh, especially because the cars we were selling was export cars. But then we were facing a challenge where people would not trust a company, a new company in Dubai to just give a X amount of uh, deposit. So... What we did is in January, we pivoted and we decided that we're going to uh, start car inspections. So we the plan for that was that the, the, that people don't have a proper way to inspect a car in Dubai when they want to buy a used car. So what we do is we implement tech in our business and we provide them with a comprehensive car report, including photos Uh, and uh, checkpoints, as well as a diagnostic test. So uh, the good thing is that you don't have to leave your house. Um, you just have to uh, book online, mm. tell us where the car is. We coordinate with the seller. And after like maybe two hours of booking, you're going to get your inspection, okay. two and a half hours. Okay, yeah. cool. So I'm getting the picture. So you, you thought maybe there's an opportunity to resell cars. You had a lot of experience in the automotive industry and online and then you realize that actually there's another part of this ecosystem that isn't being catered for properly it's it's making sure that people don't buy cars that break down the next week and how can you can help with that precisely so that was the plan actually initially we wanted to uh, target international buyers but then since we didn't have a brand uh, that people would trust 
because uh, we were new, what we did is we said, okay, let's start with car inspections. Let's help people abroad and locally to source cars from Dubai so that they can, so that they can familiarize with our brand. And then as a next step, we would you know, tell them, okay, guys, now that you know our, we do car inspections, you love our car inspections, uh, we are also helping you to bargain directly with sellers. Okay. So this is something that we have planned. Um, and also one more thing is uh, that Bisoji is not just for local consumers, it's also for international consumers who maybe want to buy uh, cars from Dubai. So um, car dealers, um, you, let's say some of our clients are in Netherlands, France, the UK. So especially because of COVID, people can come down to Dubai to check the cars. So what we do is we give them a comprehensive report on the car, including like photos of every fault as well as general photos as well. Okay, interesting. Bisoji means? So Bisoji actually means be cautious yeah. in uh, Nigerian pidgin language. Okay. Uh, and we came up with that name uh, because our target market uh, with the bargaining platform was Africa. Okay. Um, and then once it, everything just started, we ran with this name. Okay, brilliant. Uh, cool. Love it. Cautious in Nigerian pidgin language. Interesting. Cool. Uh, so we can talk a, a lot about many things that you discuss. I just want to kind of get contacts in. Contacts in. Uh, it, you know, when you say a bargaining platform, were you thinking that this could be a Dubizzle for cars, another version of it? So it's quite different from that, actually. Uh, the plan was to go to car dealers and say, we can help you sell your car. And then we'd have a 15 minute uh, auction, kind of an auction format. But the difference is that it's only 15 minutes and you don't actually see the starting or the buying price of that car. So let's say a car starts at 15,000 dirhams on the auction. So you offer your highest bid. Once we know uh, that X person has you know, gone up to 50,000 on the price of this car, the car dealer will have his own price as well. So let's say it's 70,000. So now what we do is we give, we then show that price, 70,000, uh, and then we say, okay, whoever wants to bid closest to 70,000 might win this car. Okay. So then let's say it stops at 65,000, okay. but not 70,000. So like an eBay model. Yeah. So we go to the seller and we say, okay, you, you asked for 70,000, we're getting 65. Are you interested? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was the model initially. Okay. And, and what do you think of the, did you have to build a tech website? You mentioned tech. Did you have to build it from scratch? Is there something proprietary there? Or how do you build an auction-based platform? So we, we it's funny because we actually built the bargaining, I'd like to call it bargaining platform. We built that bargaining platform, but we never actually ran it. Uh, we built it from scratch, so it had all the um, like you know all the features. Everything's working, customer side, dealer side, everything is done. It's not really proprietary, but it took a lot of. I think it took like six months to build. Yeah, and uh, a lot of back and forth as usual. And uh, I mean, at the end of it, we didn't use it. So yeah, but it's yeah. still there. You yeah, can, yeah. You can, so now you're really focused on this inspection piece. So I've come yeah. across, I can't remember the name, I've come across a company, came across a company who did this inspection. I think they were, I think they were with um, one of the startup groups and I don't think they exist anymore, but they, they had this idea and it felt like there was a gap in the market because there's a lot of different peer-to-peer uh, -peer selling of cars. There's a lot of people, there's a transient city, a lot of people looking for bargaining, a lot of cash buyers, uh, 
and you know websites and dealers give you some information and there's a really good RTA system around uh, um, car servicing and there's documentation for anyone who's selling by cars but there's a lot of fraud and there's a lot of things out there where people are trying to rip you off uh, are trying to kind of sell you something that they know isn't as good as they're saying it should be uh, not accusing anyone directly although I have had a personal experience so it, I know it goes on right but so however in theory what you're offering makes sense I can see the value in it you know uh, but why do you think there aren't more of these companies and why do you think the one that I'm thinking of didn't uh, succeed so I'm not sure so the thing is in in Dubai uh, generally people not just Dubai but all over the world the uh, the amount of time they have or they want to dedicate towards thinking about a service is very small very slim so on our website the way we've modeled it is that we have a very precise straightforward video which explains what we do what are the benefits and we have uh, basically a payment page mm. which guides you to the payment process as soon as you pay you get someone contact you within like five minutes how much do you pay uh, so we have two packages we have 495 and 295 these prices keep changing uh, actually you're we updated testing, it recently. experimenting I like that yeah yeah so um, we updated these prices recently and uh, I think that uh, so yeah so we've 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 reduced the number of steps that a customer has to take before he books a car mm. so Unfortunately, the automotive industry in Dubai has uh, kind of had a bad, it has a bad name in the market. So a lot of people, even though everything's clear on the website, they'd like to call and talk to a person before they actually book. So one of Bisoji's aims is to win back the trust of customers in the automotive market in Dubai and abroad as well. Mm. Uh, as you mentioned, a lot of people are, you know, have been scammed, a lot of things going on in the market. I mean, it's funny because we do around 80 inspections to 100 inspections a month mm. and we see a lot of things. Mm. So we see, uh, I mean, people bribing us. Uh, we see uh, mileages have been changed. That's like one of the most common things. Because <laughs> yeah. like if a car isn't registered before, you know, you're not going to you're not going to know if the mileage has been changed or not. Yeah. Even with us. Even though there's very strict processes in place to stop that out. Like the RTA do a pretty good job on this. Yet they people try. still try it. Yeah. Yeah. They, see, the thing is, uh, if a car is being imported from abroad, RT will not know what the mileage of that car in, let's say, the US is at. Mm. So what they do is they reduce the mileage and then they register the car. Mm. So sometimes that shows up in our diagnostic tools. Sometimes we find stickers. Uh, and sometimes, actually, a lot of the times, one of the things that we do different is that we do a background check of the car. Yeah. So if it's not a GCC spec, or even if it's a GCC spec, we check online to find as much information as we can. Mm. So we use like Carfax, we use uh, Bitfax, and other services like that to kind of understand yeah, uh, and usually like the chassis number or whatever. There's a there's a the car has a history. Yeah. So there's ways yeah. to find things out. Yeah, I mean, if someone's interested to see uh, some of the stories that we've faced, uh, we yeah. have a Instagram highlight called Horror Stories. Okay. And then you click on it, and it'll show you like a car looks perfect, looks pristine, and then 
we found photos of the same car with like a boulder dropped on its roof yeah in the us yeah so they just fix it and they sell it to uh, people in dubai wow. so they didn't put that in the see the in the photos on on the website to show off the car yeah no not that photo uh that's interesting i might ask one of the relevant dubai journalists to look at that story and see what they can find definitely uh be interesting uh fascinating so uh 80 to 100 a month uh do you what sort of team do you have do you have mechanics who go out and people with experience Exactly. So uh, we have a team of four right now. Yeah. And we Is it have self-funded. Do you, do you raise money? No. So it's self-funded. Well done. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, it's self-funded. Uh, we actually initially. It's a funny story because I started inspecting cars myself. Yeah. Um, so when Bisoji started, and I was going through the MVP phase, everything was ready. The website was ready. Uh, I got my first order, and I didn't know what to do. Because I didn't have manpower. Hmm. So what I did is one of my friends is a professional uh, mechanic for dragon racing in hmm. Autodrome. Hmm. So he works on F1 cars and stuff like that. What's, which is dragon racing? What, what? So they have supercars and yeah, they okay. race on Autodrome. They yeah, travel yeah. the world as well. Yeah, the ones race. that make the noise. In the, not the Dubai 24 hour, not that one. Uh, no, no, not that one. Uh, okay, cool. The supercar so, wins. Okay. Yeah, he takes part in a 24-hour race as well. Yeah. Okay, so, so he's a mechanic for those cars. Yeah, so he's one yeah. of the pick guys to change the tires really fast. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> fix the cars later as well. Okay, cool. Nice. So, yeah, yeah so I called him and uh, I was like, please, I need to ex- inspect this car. I don't know what to do. Like, I do have some experience in inspecting cars. Or, but, but you haven't necessarily worked in a showroom like dubizzle.com, dubaicars.com, Yellow Mosier. They're, they're marketing, that's publishing sites. You haven't yeah. been hands-on selling cars with a, with a wrench and stuff and in the mechanic. So uh, I have my own car club and I have my own car, yeah. the GT86. So there's a lot of modifications on that car which I've done. Okay. Uh, especially if there's a, uh, some, you know, some noise in the car and I don't know what's wrong with it. So I have to diagnose it myself. Yeah. So, you know, you know, so, your way around the car. You're kind of yeah. like an enthusiast or you've kind of self-taught as well. Yeah. I mean, 86 Club is like five years old. People know me and, you know, they I often get calls like, hey, this happened to my car. What should I do? Okay. And this is way before Bisoji. So, okay. So yeah. I, I forgive my ignorance. So GT86 is, is the model, the year of the, is it GT, the, is that the Nissan? No, no, it's a Toyota. Okay. It's a Toyota GT86. Okay. It's a compact sports car. Okay. And uh, the 86 is actually the uh, ratio of its engine. Yeah. So, um, that's why it's 86. Okay, it's actually not 86, it's 86. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's, so 86 uh, is the is the model spec, it's the engine side. It's the engine spec. Yeah. Okay, fine. Engine ratio of ratio. the pistons. Okay. Ah, yeah. okay. Cool. Yeah. So, uh are there are there many people who have that car and are they members? How many people are in the 86 club? So, we have 600 right now. Really? Yeah. So, it's a mix of active and inactive people. Okay. And, and uh, you have a, you have drives and you have events and you just kind of you share stories and it's just a, it's a kind of a it's it's a members club basically. Yeah, we try to make it for everyone. So it has a social aspect. It has a it has a drive aspect. Mm. It has a professional racing aspect as well. Yeah. So you know, if we do an event, we're not going to get six hundred people on our event. It's going to be people like different things so the we have a segment for people who like drives so the drive guys will show up mm. so in every event we have different people joining is us is that the car that you drive around the city did you drive here today in that car i did not 
Did no, not, I didn't okay. do it. I didn't drive in that today. Is it a uh, collector's car or are they cars that people have as hobbies? Second car. It's a hobbyist's car. Yeah. Uh, the previous model, which was the 1986, uh, 86, <laughs> was... Okay, that's not uh, confusing at all. <laughs> <laughs> ...is a collector's car right now. Yeah. And since this car launched, that car has gained value Okay. by quite a bit. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. What does it compete with? What's the competitor in the sports car? So it, com- it competes with like Mazda MX-5. Okay. Fine. Um, and I think you can say 350Z, Nissan 350Z. Yeah. That was the first car I, I had in Dubai, 370Z. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good car as well. Yeah, I got rid of it after a year or two. Got sensible. But very nice car, very nice models. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember see- And now I know the Toyota one. It's similar. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You should look it up, actually. Yeah. Cool. Good. Interesting. You know, I'm always fascinated about these member clubs in Dubai because it's not just the one that you have, but there's other ones, there's other community based uh uh, you know, there might be a Porsche community club and things like that. And it's very interesting for car buyers to be part of that community because the ones that, that want to be more involved and have more of a passion for it. Yeah, I think these clubs are really helping people to get the most out of their cars. Like a lot of people who join our club, you know, they're like, oh, after, let's say, a performance event like a drift or an autocross, they're like, mm. I did not know my car could do that. Mm. You know? Yeah. Interesting. And a lot of people are scared as well, like, oh, I'm going to break my car if it was like, no, nothing's going to happen. Okay. So you know a bit about that. The mechanic helped you. You somehow got through that first inspection and then you took it from there and you started growing the team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he helped me with the first one. Uh, He helped me with the first three, actually. Mm. And then I started doing it myself. Mm. So I started learning, researching. One of my friends has a garage. I used to spend some time there learning as well. Hmm. And then I'd start doing the inspections myself. Yeah. So I've probably done like around 30 inspections myself. Hmm. And then I was able to hire some people. So I moved on to that. How do you get customers? Uh, My background's marketing. So I've been marketing on different platforms. Uh, I think the best conversion is social media, Hmm. uh, Instagram. Google Ads, we're on Google Ads as well. We're on Dubizzle Campaign Manager. Hmm. Uh, we advertise on Dubizzle as well. Hmm. Um, and then we try to, you know, it's funny because a lot of people are referral customers. Yeah, where am at, yeah. Yeah, so our referral rate is around 3 out of 10, 30%. Or have you built a referral commission model or is it more word of It's mouth? organic, yeah. Organic, yeah. yeah so and what like did you say, sorry, 30? Three, 3 out of 10 okay. customers are yeah. referral customers. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. You know, it's, it's impressive to do something organic like that in a business and not necessary because a lot of people, you know, might think of uh, Dubizzle or an eBay or a marketplace for cars and they might try and build, build, build. And uh, as you probably have experienced that it's very hard to get product market fit with a tech product. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people have tried to start competing with these guys. Yeah. But... Uh, First of all, the market has reached maturity stage, so there isn't much you're going to do. And if you notice, these companies are also expanding into new avenues for yeah. um, for uh, income as well. So like Dubizzle has started Dubizzle Pro, Dubicars has started Export Safe. Uh, so everyone's trying to move away or not really focus on the... Uh, trying to add a layer of service for... for 
you know, diversified revenue and build, yeah. build more products, try yeah. and kind of upsell their current customers. Yeah, and try to be innovative as well. Yeah. You know, because classifieds, the stereotype about classifieds are they're boring. Yeah. So they're trying to change that. Yeah. And what do you think, uh, you know, do you have car dealerships and there's a lot of very established and, you know, very well-run uh, automotive companies in the UAE. Um, how do they, can they refer you or how do they work with uh, companies who want to validate their cars? Obviously, they've already done the check if they're selling it. So um, we have two sides. We have B2B and B2C. Right. The thing is, if a car dealer or a car OEM has inspected a car and he tells the customer that the car is OAM in a good condition. Sorry? OAM stands for? It basically means the dealership. Yeah. So the agency, the official yeah. agency. Yeah. I know so, it from the marketing. All the the group automotive companies call them OAMs. Oh, I yeah, never know what the stands for. But yeah, okay. Yeah, the agencies. <laughs> yeah. So these guys, yeah. uh, the thing is that these guys might want to resell a car because a lot of them are in used cars as well mm. but the point is that they they if i if they tell the customer that this car is clean you, yeah, yeah they're not going to believe them yeah so y- you need third party verification yeah so in our business we have two aspects we have b2b and b2c mm. so for example um, soon we're going to officially work with copart copart is the second big, biggest auction in the world mm. So you can actually book an inspection at their website. Yeah. So that way we can sell our, send our team, we can inspect the car, give you the report, and then you can decide if you want to bid on that car or not. Okay. So you are moving it back into that bidding space, that kind of bargaining space. You, yeah. You're, but you're just trying inspection. to offer the sell as well. But yeah. what you're not doing is potentially turning your inspection into a digital inspection. You're not building an app that's got augmented reality, scanning a car, producing a report in real time and turning your staff into robots. You're not doing that. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You're more, what, so why, do, why the enthusiasm for, or why the product strategy to go back into the bargaining auction base? So I think, um, again, the, the issue is that people in the market in Dubai and abroad have lost faith in Dubai dealers. Simple as that. And I'd like to win back their trust. Mm. So Dubai is one of the largest exporters of cars in the world. Mm. And, Why is that? Uh, yeah. Why is that historically? Uh, because of the strategic location of Dubai. Yeah. Uh, and also because of the laws. So like, let's say if you want to import a car from a Japanese auction, you can't do that because you need to have a company in Japan, a, sh- a showroom, and then you buy it from the auction. So it's only B2B auctions. Mm. So what people in Dubai do is they buy the car. So they have a showroom in Japan. Yeah. They buy the car, bring it to Dubai, and then people they ship it abroad as well. Okay. So that's one reason. Second reason is taxes. There are yeah, no I export really taxes. I don't understand that. You, you, you need to have a showroom in Japan, but they do have a showroom and they still bring it here. Uh, no, I mean, if, for example, someone in uh, Nigeria wants to buy... Uh, an auction a in ca- Japan. A car from Japan. It has to come through Dubai. Yeah. Why? It doesn't have to come to through Dubai, but what happens is they can't buy directly from Japan. Why not? Because that Nigerian client has to have a showroom in Japan. But, okay. So, the, so from a showroom in Japan, okay, but if that Nigerian client is needs a business in Dubai, or they can just route it through Dubai? So they route it through Dubai. Okay. So what happens is, uh, let's say it's a niche, it's a market niche. So 
let's say I want to enter the car dealer uh, industry. What I do is I focus on Japanese cars. Mm. I open a showroom in Japan mm. and I ship the car from the auction to Dubai. Mm. Sometimes I can even ship it directly to uh, Nigeria. Okay. But the thing is, if I bring it to Dubai, now I'm central. So I can send it anywhere yeah. based on where the customer is. Okay. So that's what they do. They import it to Dubai and then they send it to the Nigerian uh, clients. Okay. Now, a lot of these people in Nigeria, they can't afford to open a showroom in Japan. You know, so that's that's basically. Are there import and export car tariffs on those cars? Uh, no, so okay. that's, that's why it's, it's attractive. Yeah, it's actually um, quite interesting because there's a rule that uh, if you have a showroom in in uh, Japan and you export the car out of Japan, you actually get some money back. Okay. You get a rebate. Okay. So you make. Twice the money. So they incentivize sort of exports in the country. Just smart exactly. kind of fiscal policy. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So if I if I uh, sell it to a client, he's, I'm making a profit from him as mm. well as I'm uh, getting a rebate from the government as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. So kind of taking on that, and I don't fully understand this, but, <laughs> but I get it in your context. <laughs> so when I hear of uh, a lot of people... Uh, there's a, you know, you call it Bisoji, it's Nigerian pigeon, but there is a history and, a, you know, you might have mentioned when I asked at the start that you wanted to do this in Africa, but there are people who uh, do see Nigeria as a market. There are also people who see Egypt as a market for bringing in cars from Germany or etc. Yeah. Uh, why is that and how does that come about? Is that is that the same as everywhere in the world or is it is it that there's more sort of uh, related to these to North Africa and Nigeria so the thing is Nigeria and especially Africa Africa let's talk about Africa Africa specifically is the largest used car importer in the world okay so they have an upcoming uh, middle class yeah. which didn't exist before okay so now that people are making more money they're getting jobs they need cars and yeah. the infrastructure is getting better as well yeah but they don't have cars, so they tend to import from different countries. Okay, because there isn't a local manufacturer in many of the countries. Exactly. Or any. Is there one? Is there an African car? No, I don't think so. Okay. No. So Nothing that we'd know of mainstream anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what they do is they import cars from Dubai. Now you have a good point that they, people, because of globalization, shipping becoming cheaper, uh, and accessibility as well instead of buying from Dubai now what they're doing is they're importing from the source directly mm. which is uh, the auction houses in America the, uh, the showrooms in America same thing in Japan so what, what's happened in Japan is that there are companies who have opened up who are Japanese and they don't hold any cars so you just pay them a fee of X amount and they'll buy a car for you from the auction and ship it directly to okay. Nigeria. Like drop shipping for, for the car world. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. so they, yeah. might have, they might have a transit sort of uh, place, like they might have a, a showroom or something. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't own the car. They don't hold on to the car. They're not a dealership. Okay. Exactly. Okay, that's a, that's a middle one. It's really interesting. Yeah. So uh, one more thing is that um, as for our smart bargaining platform yeah we've left that to like way later we're not we're not sure if we want to do that uh because obviously right now it doesn't make sense but right now what we want to provide customers is a good user experience when buying a car 
So soon you'll find the entire process of buying a car on our platform. Mm. So uh, whether you want to find a car, you want to, um, we have a service called buy a car for me. Mm. So we can actually find you a car and we give you the report of that car and we recommend okay. to buy the car. Okay. So you can do that and then we do the insurance for you. We have best price guaranteed on insurance. We give you service contracts and extended warranties on the car. Yeah. Um, we already have strategic partners. We're already providing the service. But we haven't focused our marketing efforts on this yet. Okay, yeah. interesting. Fair enough. Yeah, there's lots of other questions that I'm thinking of in terms of the different sort of ecosystem, like the trends in the uh, automotive space. Uh, there are, uh, you know, uh, there's the kind of uh, self self driving cars. There's autonomous vehicles, uh, self driving cars. There's the green uh, electric vehicles and things like that. Uh, what's your kind of view of these trends and the adoption in the UAE? So in UAE, I think it's a slow process. Uh, it's going to take a very long time. Uh, if you talk about electric vehicles, yes, definitely um, there's going to be a huge change in the type of cars people buy, especially because uh, the government is in incentivizing it, which is a good thing. Uh, but then for our business, it's also a good thing because then we don't have to inspect a machine. We have to inspect the other components of it as well as the batteries. So once it becomes mainstream, we're going to find tools and diagnostic uh, equipment to diagnose the condition of the battery. Okay. So our job is going to be easier as well. Okay. But then obviously there is be there's other parts to a car. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, that, that whole kind of smart mobility piece, especially around uh, batteries and the, the new companies that are emerging in this space, uh, you know, in terms of charging and in terms of different things like that, you, you're kind of, uh, you're prepared for that shift. Yeah, definitely. We've already done some electric cars. Yeah. Uh, we've done uh, Teslas. We've also done some supercars. So we're, I think we're quite confident with that. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, and what about this, again, in the kind of smart mobility space, but what about the, you know, the electric scooters? What about... Uh, I'm looking for the right terminology, but the car sharing, the subscription models, the yeah. the non-ownership piece, like is that something that you can cater towards? So I didn't really think about that, but I think that this is something that is not fully going to be implemented into Dubai anytime soon. Which part? Uh, electric car, electric scooters and, you know, not owning a car. Like, but this, there's there's e-car. There's lots of kind of car sharing. It's almost like fleet management. They will have yeah. a lot of. You could service them in the B two B space. Yeah. But but there are apps now like you drive that people can uh, take the car for a few days and not own it. And yeah. now I, I know that other some major international brands are looking. Uh, German. I won't say which one are looking to do subscription rollout of and do it in the UAE only they haven't done right. it in any other markets right. and Elon Musk tweeted the other day that he's going to have a subscription model for Tesla so it won't be uh, necessarily buying it you will right. be able to subscribe to it and have it at your beck and call whenever you need it I mean that's pretty cool but you know you have to consider that there's a lot of people who are car enthusiasts it's always much cheaper to own a car because of the residual value so once you own it, you're going to sell it one day as well. So you're going to get your money back and supercars as well. depreciation. <laughs> yeah, major depreciation. But I've done the calculation. <laughs> you can you can make it profitable. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So uh, that as well as um, even like, you know, enthusiasts, supercar owners, 
um, there's a lot of people who are probably like they're interested in owning a car because they're more uh, they, they, they feel like they can keep the car, they can rely on that car and they, there's a preference because these subscription models they have a limited number of cars uh, and it's a great service for people who you know don't mind what type of they're, they're not like us like oh we want to buy drive this specific car it should have a driver's experience mm. or it should have XYZ mm. uh, definitely is the future but it's not the present yeah and uh, I think by that time there would be other avenues for us as well and we would we're already planning on moving to different markets so we're expanding to Saudi Arabia next mm. so I think uh, it's it's just uh, you know it's a huge change. market for yeah. uh, it's a huge market yeah especially in the automotive space and also yeah. in the in the you know it needs other companies and services to help the sort of dealership experience and that sort of thing. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, let's say Dubai tomorrow has zero people driving uh, self-owned cars. Okay, which it won't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't but, think so, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, there you have the entire world. Yeah. So we're providing the entire world the service of car inspection. Not with, just with four people on the ground in the UAE. <laughs> yeah, for now. For now. But, <laughs> yeah. So, but you, you, you did start during COVID. A lot of this stuff is done digitally. Uh, you probably, with the marketing background and working with these platforms, you probably yeah. have a good grasp of digital. How much of it is physical? Obviously, the inspection, but how much, you know, where is your company based? What license do you have? Uh, do you guys work remote? Are you on the go? Uh, are, you, are you sitting in the office every day? So um, we are registered with In5, uh, In5 Tech. Yeah, the one in Knowledge um, Village is part of the TCOM group. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And we don't have an inspection center yeah. as of now, but soon uh, I'll be discussing with In5 to give us the graduation program. So they yeah. have a graduation uh, where we can get our own warehouse mm. and we can have our own offices there as well. Mm. Uh, so we, we'd want one car lift because a lot of people are so happy with our service that they're saying that okay whatever issues the car has minor or major i'll buy it i want to get it fixed from you guys mm. so we're not doing that right now mm. you know so that's something that we're working on maybe and your friend who's who's working as a mechanic for the for the dragon cars will, will have to join you full-time yeah that would be great <laughs> actually how hard is it to find a good mechanic uh for cars the problem is you can find a ton of good mechanics but they don't stay yeah, why not? Because money is not the only motivator. Yeah. You know, so um, they have certain demands uh, that you will fulfill. And then at some point they'll decide that, you know, they found a better opportunity or, you know, the work's not something they want to do. Yeah. Because our business nature is a bit different as well. So you're not working inside a garage or a workshop. The person's traveling everywhere, going to different places in yeah. UAE. So, you know, so then uh, it depends on how. So, but the good thing is right now, our, all our employees have stayed with us. Yeah. No one has ever left. Good. They're very happy and uh, yeah. I'd like to keep it that way. Yeah. And I think, it, I think, again, if you're breaking the mold in terms of getting uh, people to trust the automotive industry more, you can also break the molds in terms of retention and, and happiness of employees and companies like it's not a, a rule that they have to leave <laughs> yeah yeah that's but yeah true. but you know i was just thinking while we we're talking that you know we have seen innovations within the mobility space in the uae everyone will have known of cafu they've done an incredible job at branding 
and delivering fuel wherever we go. Uh, and they've obviously, that group has moved into another category, another sector as well in, in, in real estate. But go, going back to what they do, you know, wouldn't, if they're coming, if they've got the kind of app downloads and the trust with the customer, then, you know, potentially they could offer this service uh, on top of other services. Is that something that you think that they will do? And is that something that you've thought about? So, um, with Kafu, I didn't really consider them because their business nature is more of... Um, someone who's got a car, who's yeah, filling someone it up, who's not got a car. Exactly. And not a buyer. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And they're an app. It's good for publicity, but it's not really with their business model. And I'm sure they would say the same thing. Mm. You know, but um, a lot of people also tell us, oh, you should build an app. I'm like, look, every service doesn't need an app. That's it. I think an app should be for something that you use at least weekly, mm. right? So like fueling up makes sense, mm. but for us, apps don't make sense. So, uh, why do you think that? Why weekly? Why did you? Why do you think it's about frequency? Because you come back to it. Yeah, because. But I don't use. Uh, we don't kind of book flights weekly, or maybe we do. So uh, that makes sense as well. But you know, the thing is that they always have something that uh, they there is value in it. So they have that brand and they say okay we're going to uh provide xyz and there's it's like kind of a like a b2c product where it's entertainment as well yeah so like if you open their app and they're scrolling they can see the new locations they can see uh the new packages and stuff like that but with our service it's one specific uh you know service and I think in the long term, when we expand to having a garage and doing services, extended warranties and stuff like that, definitely we'll have an app because, mm. you know, what's better than having an app for your car and knowing yeah. exactly what, what's happened to it. Yeah. But right now, as of now, I don't think it makes sense. No. Did you, yeah. do you take payments online? Uh, yes. We only take payments online. How did you, what payment gateway did you use? So we use Paylink. Paylink by checkout. I don't know that one. Oh, checkout. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's interesting, we should always ask that question because it's one of the main things in the UAE for startups to do an audit and to see which, uh, do they use one of the kind of marketplace ones or do they use the, uh, the kind of proper acquiring bank payment gateway and that, yeah. So I'd recommend uh, Stripe as well because Stripe's in Dubai now. Yeah. They're pretty much the same price. Same thing uh, as checkout, just yeah. Irish owned, so better quality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. Where did you Where did you grow up? I'm born in Dubai. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, have you done business in Saudi? Uh, I haven't, but my family has. Okay, so you're confident yeah. that you can. Uh, yeah. This yeah, is the thing about me. I don't know what's <laughs> what's gonna what the result is gonna be. I just dive in. Yeah. And then I just deal with it. But what about the other Emirates? What about Abu Dhabi and Sharjah? Uh, we are in all the Emirates except Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Because of the COVID test and it's quite yeah. expensive. Hopefully that gets better. Uh, we're going to move into Abu Dhabi as well. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. So you grew up in Dubai. Uh, you are want to do a global business, but you're looking at this region. Uh, are you optimistic around the region? Do you think... Uh, yeah, do, do you think this market, this region is going to emerge as an economy? Definitely. I think, uh, you know, the, obviously everyone knows the next market is Saudi for the automotive. Everyone's moving there. Um, 
I saw a loving Saudi board outside as well with you guys. Yeah, nearly four years there now. But yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Early first yeah. mover advantage. Uh, well. um, so, yeah, I mean, we have been, uh, I've been considering Saudi and Oman. Because yeah. a lot of cars get exported there. Okay. And the only, but the only challenge is that it's so vast. It's not like Dubai, like a small city. It's yeah, massive. Country. Yeah. So we'll have to start by regions. Yeah. yeah, but you can have foreign ownership there. You can kind of, yeah, the regional thing is interesting as well uh, yeah. to approach it in that way. But that's interesting. Um, technical question. So uh, I've been reading a lot about microchip shortages and things like that. And somehow that has a knock on effect in terms of supply of cars since the pandemic. Um, and that the automotive sector in general in, in the UAE is Uh, and globally is struggling. A lot of the automotive companies' uh, stock prices are very low apart. Even Tesla's dropped this year. But um, what's, do you see that in buying and selling? Do you see, uh, are people buying and selling as many cars this year as last year or the year before? If you talk about used cars, used cars have been growing exponentially every year. Okay. Um, especially starting three years ago. Uh, because there's like too many new cars now in the market, yeah. uh, which have then converted into used cars. So um, just a number for every one brand new car sold, there are three used cars sold in Dubai. Okay. So uh, I think that, uh, yes, uh, I mean, right now all the markets are down. You know, if you're following crypto, you know what happened yesterday. Yeah. So slight correction. Still massively up this year, but yeah. It's not... <laughs> It's not really correction. It's dropped 40, 45% in a day. So yeah. This is the best time to buy crypto. It's a correction. <laughs> no, no, no. no, I get you. But it's up, it, I mean, it's up 250% in the last 12 months. That's true. So, yeah. Uh, That's true. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the markets are kind of going through a correction phase. I mm -hmm. agree. Uh, and this is something that would always happen. But if you talk from a micro perspective in Dubai, Uh, the change of ownership of cars, especially used cars, is uh, growing. Mm. It, it's not growing as much as, like, let's say, last year or the year before, but it's definitely growing mm. steadily. Interesting. Yeah. Are we seeing Are we seeing any other uh, innovative offerings in terms of um, wholesale uh, car companies, like an auction base? Because that. My friend has dealerships in Ireland and they're doing auction-based kind of uh, selling in terms of in, in a showroom space. Is that, are we seeing any of that here or have I missed it? It's happening. It's happening, but it's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, it's strictly B2B, so they don't really share it with people who are not their target customer. Yeah. But there are a few companies, but most of them are being exported abroad. Yeah. Not locally. Okay. Yeah, they're not selling it locally. Okay. Interesting. Uh, cool. Well, really good to chat to you. Been a fascinating conversation. Good to talk things, all, all things automotive. Pleasure uh, is Yeah. Lovely to know about Bisoji and good to hear of a company in this space coming out of In5. Uh, Thank tech. you so much. And I uh, really appreciate uh, you guys bringing me here and I love what you guys are doing. Great. Well, thank so, you for sharing your story. Uh, you. And yeah, best of luck in the future. And hopefully we'll keep, keep in touch. And yeah, so if anyone wants to, if anyone's thinking of buying a car, they just jump on to besoji.com. Yeah, it's uh, besoji.com, B-E-S-O-J-I.com. Yeah. Uh, on top, you can see a request car inspection. Okay. And that's it. Okay, brilliant. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. Take care. Thank you.